Time to get inspired, develop and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You listen to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English-speaking yogis that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. we all doing today i have to say the weather where i am is really bad really dark outside how are you all feeling on monday i posted a story in the instagram stories and they get automatically posted on facebook as well to ask you what you wanted to learn about to help you continue your education to find your voice and feel confident about your teaching. But I want these sessions to be useful for you. So sometimes I ask, what is it that you want to learn? And we had a really, really clear winner. It was 70% and you said, I want to learn about the right words to feel more confident. Now, those that have been with us for a while, you know how much I stress authenticity. But if you're new to our community, because we have a lot of new people joining us, I just want to clarify why it's my biggest aim for you to teach with authenticity. And that is the number one reason that will help you boost your confidence is your ability to express yourself truly as you are what you stand for, your principles, your values, your boundaries, the way that you embrace your accent, choosing the right words that match your personality, your interests, your style of teaching, and the style of yoga that you teach. So choosing the right words goes much further than learning words that are effective. It goes much further than just learning yogic vocabulary and applying correct grammar rules. So, in today's session, what I'm going to help you with is how you can choose the right words that match your teacher identity. In four steps, I'm going to give you four steps to do so. Let's dive into the things that affect your word choice. Because choosing, knowing, and using the right words is different for every teacher. Because there are countless of right words, but that doesn't mean all the words are right for you. English is a global language, and every country, every region, every dialect within the English language has its own variations. You will hear different things in the United States, in the United Kingdom, in Australia, and all the little islands around the Caribbean. Because there are countless of right words in every region, in every province even, or every part or place where English is spoken. And all of these places have their own synonyms and alternatives as well. Just as in your first language, and especially in languages that are spoken in different countries, you will have your own preference for specific terms and expressions. 
You will also have a preference for one or another way of explaining or describing something. And it means that in English, you will have a preference for explaining or describing something too, in your own way. Take, for example, the word lift. Lift means that we bring something up. Synonyms of the word lift could be raise or elevate. So in your yoga classes, you could say lift your arms, raise your arms, elevate your arms. Is one of these three options more right than another? I don't think so. It's not necessarily true. It all depends on your intention of the class, the style of yoga that you teach, your own personal teaching voice, your personality, your preferences, and a little bit it depends on who you teach. Lift, in my opinion, so lift your arms, the word lift in this case is the most accessible choice. It's a very common word that is used in almost every English-speaking country or region. It's a word that we use in many different contexts, and most English learners will be familiar with this word as well. But if your style of teaching is more spiritual, or if you work with a theme, a topic in your classes, or if you want to inspire your students and keep them engaged by switching up your vocabulary or for variation, raise and elevate also work really well. As you see, there are many different factors that define the right words. And I'm putting these quotation marks because I don't believe there is only one right. I honestly do not believe there's only one right way of giving instructions or one right way of cueing or communicating yogic topics. So I'm going to give you four steps that affect your word choice and will help you define how you personally for your classes can choose the right words. If you want to, grab pen and paper so you can write down or take some notes. Number one is become aware of teaching and cueing styles. Maybe you have heard me speak about this before. As a yoga teacher or as a yoga practitioner, you know that yoga is not a workout. Some people go to yoga classes and see it as a workout, but as a yoga teacher, you know it's much more than that. Your classes offer an experience, an experience for growth on all levels of consciousness or an experience in which the student gets the opportunity to explore themselves on all levels of consciousness. So as a teacher, you take on the responsibility to guide and lead your students and to many students or many practitioners, you are a role model. In your role as a yoga teacher, you want to teach what you know, the things that you have experienced, the things that you know really well, that you have studied, that you have reflected on your personality, your passions, your interests, all these types of experiences 
they should be reflected in your teaching style. Your teaching style and your teaching voice. Think of your own teachers and how you perceive them. There are many teachers that have a lot of knowledge of alignment and anatomy. Teachers that focus on spiritual development. Teachers that love stronger practice and encourage their students or motivate them. Or even teachers that share stories and anecdotes or metaphors. Now, in Module 2 of the Teach Yoga and English journey, in Module 2 and in Module 4, actually, so that you find your voice and cueing with confidence, I teach you the seven styles of teaching voices, the eight styles of cues that match them. But just from what I shared now, you can already understand that the right words for teachers who have a focus or who love anatomy and alignment, the right words for them will be focused on body parts, words for direction, for movement, maybe even sensations. The right words for teachers that focus on spiritual development have a focus more on adjectives, descriptive language, metaphors, emotions, these focuses and the vocabulary to describe or to deliver their intention of the class is different. So what is right for the anatomy teacher is different for the spiritual yoga teacher. So step number one is finding the right words for yourself, is gaining an understanding of teaching styles, teaching voices or cueing styles. I invite you to reflect on your personality, on your goals, your interests, your passions in the world of yoga, yoga and wellness. And if you want some help with this, you can take our quiz, What's Your Style of Teaching Voice? There are seven different results, and I'm sure that at least one of them will be applicable to you, and sometimes even more, because we can offer a mix as well. Find out what teaching styles and cues are, and if you want to know your personal one, take the quiz. What's your style of teaching voice? You can find it in the link in my bio. Then step number two, you may have guessed after this. <laughs> step number two is find your voice. Now, finding your voice is something I am huge on. It's super important to gain confidence, but also to know what the right words are for you. So, finding your voice means that you have a really clear understanding and that you totally, completely embody yourself. So, you understand who you are. And you accept that and also learn how to express yourself as who you truly are. So you develop the skill to express yourself truly, embracing your accent when you teach and when you speak. And find ways to practice all of this to gain confidence and communicate yourself truly. Because that is where the magic will happen. And that will help you choose the right words too. 
What I often see, and it's a shame, but it's also logical, so I'm not judging you, and I have done this too, is that teachers blindly copy other people's words. Yeah, they blindly copy words, phrases, expressions that other teachers use. I would like to invite you instead to look at these people as inspiration, Take the words or the expressions that resonate with you, play, experiment, and try out new things to develop your self-expression and make new language points your own. This way, you avoid teaching and sounding like just another yoga teacher or being one of these teachers that we see on YouTube that sound all the same. But instead, you learn to speak from your heart, from yourself. It's your unique style. It's your authentic voice that will resonate most with your students. And that creates a really, really powerful connection as well. And makes them want to come back to your classes time after time after time. In the Find Your Voice course, which is also the second module of the Teach Yoga English journey, I explain what this step really entails in much more depth and I give you prompts and worksheets to really discover your unique qualities. But for now, take a moment to reflect on what makes you different and what makes you stand out. What makes you, you? And what unique qualities, experiences, or even knowledge or expertise can you bring or do you want to bring to your students' lives? So step number two is find your voice. Because only when you know how you express yourself truly, you can find the right words that will help you express yourself truly. Number three is get to know your students. I do speak a lot about this in our courses, but I think it's a really important step if you want to learn the right words. So get to know your students. What do I mean by that? Remember what I shared at the beginning. As a teacher, you lead and you guide your participants or your students through a yogic experience. Whether it's an asana class, a yin practice, a guided meditation, yoga nidra, you probably have an intention. I think we all should have an intention when we teach. <laughs> so you have an intention, but your students also come to class with their own purpose. They are there for a reason. So based on the needs and the experience of your students, you may have to change your words and different words are right for different situations. So choosing the right words also takes a little bit of social skill. Your ability to read and interact with people and understand them and adjust your language to what they need from you. So for example, I'm going to give you a really great example. At least I think it's a great example. <laughs> Say that you love anatomy and alignment. Everything about the human body, your knowledge of anatomy and alignment is pretty advanced. Maybe you're even a yoga therapist or you have studied some type of medical studies in the past. But you receive a student 
that isn't at all familiar with anatomy or alignment. And this happens a lot. A lot of yoga students are not familiar with this. If all your cues sound something like external rotations of the femur or descend the scapula or bring in line the patella with your ankle joint, your students that are not familiar with anatomy will be completely lost and probably won't return to your classes because they don't resonate with what you're saying. They don't understand or they would like to understand, but right now they don't have that knowledge yet. And choosing the right words, teaching yoga or cueing asana classes is not about showing off your advanced vocabulary knowledge. It's also not about showing off how much you know. It takes some people knowledge and some skill to adapt your language to your students' needs. All of this I teach you in the journey and in our continuing education modules, and I help you choose the words that make your language accessible in terms of individual experiences and cultural differences, but for now reflect on your students' needs and how can you adapt your language to their different demographics or personal experiences or personal needs. I've got one big tip for you. This is often something we forget because we put the pressure on ourselves that we need to know everything and have all the answers. One huge thing that will help you is to get in conversation with your students. Do not assume anything. Ask questions and listen. Listening to your students to understand what they need will be your superpower, honestly. So find out what your students need from you. Try not to assume anything and ask. So step number three, get to know your students. Step number four is learn the vocabulary that matches your style and your students' needs. In step number one, two, and three, you have found out about the different styles of cueing, different types of cues, different styles of voices. You have defined your own authentic voice and you understand your students' needs. So your vocabulary learning will be much easier and fun because now you're learning for very specific purposes. This way you kiss goodbye or you move out your way, learning everything at once and focus on learning everything that you can really absorb. But really what you do is shift your focus and only learn what you actually need. That means the right words for you. Learning the right words is not about being effective and learning the dictionary off the top of your head, but really find what works for you. In our Yoga Vocabulary Builder, which is the third module, it's an interactive dictionary. And I provide you with lots of lists, quizzes, flashcards, tests, and lots of learning techniques to learn over 10 categories of yogi words. And all of these words suit different styles of teaching voices and different styles of cueing. 
honestly is one of the best resources that we have and we've got a student that calls it the Disneyland for yoga teachers that will help you learn the words that you actually need for teaching asana, mindfulness, meditation or other yogic concepts and practices. What is most important when learning the right vocabulary is that you immerse yourself. You have find ways to immerse yourself in a setting where you can practice teaching, where you can practice speaking in context, yogic types of topics, where you receive a structure that you can measure and track your progress, and that you find enjoyable learning activities that match your needs, your personal learning style, and your personal interests or goals for teaching yoga. And ask for feedback. Yeah, ask for feedback, constructive feedback to refine your skills and techniques and find inspiration or find support from other people that are on the same journey as you. Immerse yourself completely. When I was teaching English in language institutes in Scotland and in Spain, I told them to do everything in English. Put their phone in English, their other devices, watch films in English with English subtitles, read books in English. Now, these things can be useful as a yoga teacher too, but usually the language in these settings is not focused on the words that you need as a yoga teacher. So find activities and communities like the Teach Yoga and English support group or our WhatsApp groups in which you are immersed and surrounded with people that also are learning the same things or can help you speak and practice. So to learn the right words, there's not a magic pill and it's not a fast fix. It takes practice honestly and it also takes a little bit of open-mindedness which you probably have because you're a yoga teacher <laughs> open-mindedness to repetition no one is going to do this work for you these things don't just get into your head without any work but i can guarantee that the clearer you are on the words that you actually need the easier it will be to stay focused motivated and disciplined. Step number four is all about learning the right vocabulary that is not just yogic vocabulary, but that matches your style and your students' needs. I know that many of you want to learn to teach yoga in English, but it feels really, really far away right now. And that's why we have created Enga Right to offer you support, resources and enjoyable learning experiences with language activities that match your unique needs as a yoga teacher, as a non-native English speaking yoga teacher. And we have many different things available to you, many different courses, many different resources, freebies, quizzes, level tests, video series, obviously these weekly live sessions as well. And whether you choose to work with us online learning platform or you participate in the community groups or you listen to the podcast or you read the blog, I'm here to support you every step of your way, to guide, to encourage and to motivate you because I truly believe 
that everyone, literally everyone, is capable of teaching in English. And you too. You are capable of teaching, teaching yoga and English with confidence, with authenticity, and make a positive impact in the lives of your students. I know it's possible. And I'm not saying that to convince you. I know it's possible because I've helped hundreds of people with very different styles, with very different aims or specific teaching as well. And they all have proved that they are capable. So there's no reason that you're not. Now, we've covered a lot today. We explored teaching and cueing styles, finding your voice, the importance of understanding your students' needs, and how all of this will help you find and learn the right words. But I've also mentioned some resources. I mentioned the journey, the find your voice, the yoga vocabulary builder, and the quiz. So what I recommend that you do now is, number one, take the quiz, watch your style of teaching voice, and if you want to take these exact steps, one, two, three, and four, that I shared in this training, so that is to define your teacher identity, find your voice, understand your students' needs, and learn the right vocabulary, check out the Teach Yoga in English Starters Bundle. These are the first three modules that you get on the journey as well and can help you already make a start by yourself because they're self-paced. But if you enroll right now, you get one month of free access to all our live classes. And these live classes are teaching practices, conversation classes, asana labs, script audit sessions, and community meetups. So there's a lot of live interaction to practice, be immersed, and surround yourself with other people on a very similar journey. So go and check it out, the Teacher Heading This Starters Bundle. And don't forget to take the quiz, What's Your Style of Teaching Voice? To summarize, finding the right words or learning the right words, there is not just one answer to this because it all depends on you, who you teach, who you are, and your style of yoga. So I shared with you four steps to find out how to select the right words for you. They were, number one, become aware of the different styles of teaching and different styles of cueing. Number two, Find your voice. Number three, get to know your students. And number four, learn a vocabulary that matches your style and your students' needs. All of this I teach you in the Teach Yoga and English Starters Bundle. So those are four self-paced courses to take you through all these steps in a lot of depth and with really special practices, because if you enroll right now, you get access to one month of live meetings to practice, repeat, and be immersed in the language that you actually need for your job. And in the meantime, take the quiz, what's your style of teaching voice? Share your result with me, because I'm super curious, and I can't wait to see you again next week. And I haven't decided yet, so if there are specific topics that you would like to learn more about, send them to me. But what I would like to speak about at some point are 
how to overcome language barriers, language challenges as a yoga teacher, but also in your yoga business. So choosing the right language for your business. Okay, lovelies, have a great rest of your day. Any questions, I'm here for you and I'll be back next week. Remember, if there are topics that you would like to learn about, send it to me so I can add it to our live schedule. Sending you lots of love and we'll speak soon. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) You listen to Your Yoga in English brought to you by Enga Unite a unique online learning platform for non-native English-speaking yogis. If you liked what you learned today, I would love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group. Check out our continuing education membership that offers you the chance to develop your skills and expertise through self-paced learning and live classes and training. If you want help understanding what you need to improve and create an action plan to achieve the goals that you have for your career as an international yoga teacher, book a free discovery call with me, Annie. You can find all the links in the show notes. This is your time to invest time in your personal and professional development.